Thank you that you're here. Thank you, Lord, that we have the freedom to gather as your people. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you that it's true. We just open our hearts to hear what you have to say to us today, Holy Spirit. Come and cut, cut deep. Do what you want to do. In Jesus' name, all the saints said, amen. Praise God. So for a little while, we've been talking about being conduits of the kingdom. And I think um, just hearing all those testimonies, it's really, really important that we as the church get outside the, the four walls and take the gospel to the people that need it. Amen? So that's why we've got this series, because we want to be people who are taking what we have, which is Jesus, and giving people what they need, whether it be healing, whether it be truth, whether it be salvation, whether it be a prophetic word, like whatever it might be, whether it be the love of God, we want to give those things away because we've been given it by the Lord. Praise God. Um, And last time I spoke, I think we talked about deliverance, and I will have a part two on that message, but not today. So we're just going to put a pin in that one. Because I just feel like the Lord gave me a pastoral message for our church today. So, Jimmy, I probably won't get too excited because I just want just to give us a hug today. That's okay. <laughs> I got told at a games night the other night that I get a bit excited when I'm preaching. So I'm not angry at you. I'm just genuinely excited. Praise God. All right, shake that off. So on Father's Day, I feel like a message from the Father. Amen. Amen. All right. So all of us, every single person in this room, would have stuff going on in your life. Just stuff. You might say, well, Naomi, what sort of stuff? You would have work stuff or family stuff or relationship stuff or renovating a house stuff, or health stuff, or I don't know, all this stuff, kids stuff, just stuff that sits in your brain. And, and sometimes it, it affects the way that you operate because there's just all this stuff that you've got to deal with because we're in a, we're in a world and we're living a life. We're alive, right? So even though we're, we're Christians and we've got Jesus on the inside and we've been taken from darkness to light, there's still like stuff that we deal with on a regular basis, yeah? And, you know, if, if you're living this existence up in the clouds, we've got no personal stuff going on at all. Praise, bless you. <laughs> Maybe you can get up here and teach us a few things, right? But... But even if you're that, we're still living in a broken world where there's stuff going on all around us. There's other people's stuff. Like there's people that have, you know, real issues going on that I, I can't just click my fingers and fix those things. You know what I mean? And, and there's the economy of the world that we have to live in. And there's the government of the world that we... So there's big stuff too. There's a war going on on the other side of the the world, right? So there's stuff, lots of stuff. Anyway, a a few weeks ago, I found myself in um, 
just like brain explode mode where I was just weighed down by all the stuff. So personally, just like not all of it was bad stuff. There's good stuff too. Like it's good that I've got a family and I've got children to nurture. It's good I've got a husband to love. Like, but, but it takes up brain space, right? And, and, you know, it's good that, you know, I had a lecture to finish and a book to read and a, you know, um, because I want to get better at what I'm doing. And so there's that stuff. And then there's a whole, you know, like a whole big basket of other people's stuff because we're a church, we're a family and you're carrying that stuff in prayer. Um, and, yeah, it, 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 was, it was a little bit... Uh, it felt heavy. The spiritual atmosphere felt heavy. Um, also, I just feel like, um, yeah, sometimes there's also a tension that you carry. Seeing what the Lord wants to do, seeing the bigness of it, seeing what's available, but feeling like the little boy that comes with your five loaves and fishes and being like, I don't have what it takes to do what I can see um, and, and just working out the balance and the tension, right? So I had all this stuff going on um, and it was like 24 hours. It felt heavy. It felt hard. Um, and then the enemy started having a go, so he's throwing lies um, and the red flag started waving when I was agreeing with the lies of the enemy, he would shoot a line, I'd be like, yeah, that's so true. And then I'd feel worse. And then he'd shoot another one and I'd be like, oh my gosh, that's so true. Um, <laughs> so that was a big red flag to be like, uh-uh, Naomi, hang on a sec. So what did I do? I, I was, I'd just dropped the kids to school. I'd had 24 hours of this heaviness, stuff, brain exploding, didn't sleep very well. Um, and I'd flick the kettle, just got home, had to jump into a work day, but I stopped. And I was like, God! <laughs> Started waving the white flag, put down the red one, and I'm like, God! <sighs> Father, what are you saying? Because I've got all this stuff, all of it, and there's all this heaviness, and all other people's stuff. But what are you saying? Father, what are you saying? And he spoke to me as he does. Man, Trish, all we have to do is ask, isn't it? Man, he spoke straight away. And he spoke words straight out of scripture. He said, Naomi, you are anxious and troubled about many things. Only one thing is necessary. Only one thing is necessary. So today, I just want to share with you a few things the Lord's been fathering me in. And um, we want to answer the question, what does it look like to be the person who does the one thing that is necessary? What does it look like? So we're going to start in Luke 10. So let's go there. It should be on the screen. Praise God. Yes. Luke 10, 38. 
This is a, a story that you would probably be very familiar with. And it says, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village. And a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to him teaching. Praise God. So we have Mary and Martha. It's actually Martha's house. She gets such a bad rap in this story. But she invited Jesus in. She was the one that opened the door and invited Jesus in, right? So gold star for Martha. She's, she's just invited Jesus into her house. It says, But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. One thing, everyone say one thing. One thing is necessary. Jesus wasn't condemning the activity Martha was doing. Let's make that distinction. Jesus does not want a bunch of Christians who are sitting in a room for their whole lives doing nothing. Can we make that very, very clear? Right? Jesus was giving Martha an antidote to the anxiety and the trouble that was coming from what she was doing. That's very, very good. I'm going to say it again and you should write it down. Jesus wasn't condemning the activity Martha was doing. He was giving her the antidote to the anxiety and the trouble that was coming from what she was doing. What is the antidote to anxiety and, and trouble? One thing. What was Mary doing? She was sitting and listening. Sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to what he had to say. Right? Anxiety and a troubled heart is a big red flag that you are not sitting and listening to Jesus. Amen. So good. It is. Anxiety and a troubled heart is a big red flag that you are not sitting and listening to Jesus. Does it matter if you don't sit? What if you stand? Ha ha. It's more about ceasing from your activity, right? When the Father spoke to me, I wasn't sitting. I wasn't like imagining the feet of Jesus and I wasn't sitting there being like, oh, I'm, just, I'm just sitting waiting, Jesus. I was like standing, actually demanding to hear from him. I was like, Jesus, speak to me now. I'm listening. The thing was, I was still and I had stopped. I wasn't even thinking about going to try and work because if I had of, it would have been a total waste of my day because my, my whole body was full of stuff and I was under the weight of it all, right? So I had to sit and I, well, I didn't even sit. I had to listen. I had to stop and listen, right? Uh, 
I think it's powerful when you dedicate time to the Lord to be still and listen, to give him your full attention. It, we can do two things at once, but rarely do we do two things at once really well. He deserves my full attention and he deserves yours as well. Not a token, speak to me, Lord, while I'm rushing between activities, yeah? Time block for the Lord, it'll change your life. To do that very thing, to sit and to listen. That's where you get filled up. And I promise the work will get done. And probably far more effectively, I might add. Amen. I know you guys know this, but it's a reminder. It's a gentle reminder from the Father. Okay, let's look at another one thing. You're like, oh, you're bending the rules now. It all comes under one, one heading, right? Um, we're going to glean from King David. We're going to go to Psalm 27. And the whole thing's really good, praise God. So we'll start at the beginning. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Wow, we've got an antidote to anxiety and trouble. Perhaps we have one to fear as well. When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and my foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, yet I will be confident. Man, David had some stuff going on. My goodness, evildoers trying to assail him and, and eat up his flesh. Does anyone have their flesh trying to be eaten up by any enemies? Like, it, that's like next level problems going on there, right? Army is trying to war against him, yet he's not afraid. Why? Next verse. One thing, everyone say, one thing. One thing have I asked of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. David had a revelation that it was better to be in the presence of God than anywhere else. Psalm 84, he said it. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Men, and you know, we have God on the inside now. So it's not like we even have to go to a physical temple to be in his presence. We can be in his presence wherever we are, right? That's, that's, that's the new covenant right there. So we're going to keep reading because there's something David does in the temple that we need to do as well, right? So uh, one thing I've asked of the Lord that I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. 
For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. So David, his one thing was to be in the temple of the Lord. Okay, we can tick that off because the temple is us, right? What was he doing? This is the important part. What was he doing? Gazing and inquiring. Gaze and inquire. Write that one down. Gaze and inquire. What you focus on is what you move towards. We know this. I've talked about this before. Whatever you focus on, that's what you're moving towards. And what you focus on will increase in your life. So where is your gaze? Where is your gaze? Men, when, when my head was full of stuff and it was heavy and whatever, my gaze was more on all the stuff than it was on the Lord. So, so we have to be very careful. Where, what has our attention? What has our gaze? Where is our focus? Because wherever your focus in is, that's where you're going to head. Yeah? God is a big God. God can do anything. You know, God is able to abound in every situation. If God is for you, who can be against you? Like, this is all truth, right? And you can hear this stuff and you can even know it. But it's not until you gaze upon him for yourself that it goes from here to here. And, and when it gets to here, because you've been gazing upon his face, man, that's where revelation comes. That's where faith is birthed. That's what changes your life, right? That's what causes fear to dispel because you've just been beholding the glorious one, the one who has all the answers, the one who is higher than any other name, any other power, any other dominion, right? The eternal one, the all-glorious father. Man, that's where our gaze, gaze needs to be. Man, knowledge means nothing if you, if you don't end up entering the place of intimacy where you can gaze upon his face. Like you can know all this stuff, but man, if you're not gazing upon him, go back to the drawing board, start again, right? Gaze upon the Lord. And what else? Inquire. So it wasn't just sitting and listening. Now we're gazing upon him and actually inquiring, asking the question as Trish um, did that day. James 4, verse 2, it says, You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Oh, I love James. Some of us are under all the stuff because we haven't even bothered to ask the Lord. And some of us are asking with wrong motives because we haven't been gazing upon, upon the Lord and we don't have his perspective. Wow. So we're off track. 
Some of us are dealing with stuff we shouldn't be because we didn't inquire of the Lord in the first place. Wow. Let's not be those people. So the first one, sit and listen. The second one, gaze and inquire. We're going to go to one more little story. We're going to go to the rich young ruler. Luke 18. Verse 18. And a ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honour your father and mother. And he said, All these I have kept from my youth. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, One thing you still lack. Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. But when he heard these things, he became very sad, for he was extremely rich. Our third action point, if you like, is surrender and follow Jesus. Surrender and follow Jesus. Jesus didn't want all the rich young rulers' stuff. He wanted his heart. His possessions had his heart and he wasn't able to give them up. They were an idol. And you know, this gospel, it doesn't actually work if you don't surrender everything to Jesus. Everything. All of the stuff, whatever holds your heart, Jesus must be King and Lord. He must be. What is it for you? It may not be wealth. It may be something else. Surrender it. Man, the the Bible makes it clear. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. Yeah? Is there anything preventing you from doing that? If so, there's one thing you need to do. You lay it down. You surrender it. Don't go away sad like the rich young ruler. Just lay it down. You know, sometimes we hold on to fear even or hold on to the anxiety or hold on to the the stuff. Maybe like we need to actually let that go. Yeah? Surrender it and then pick up your cross And follow who? Jesus. Jesus. Not a person, not a ministry, not a church. We're following who? Jesus. He's the author and the perfecter of our faith, right? That's who we follow. Yes, it's important to be connected to a church and be part of a church and, you know, grow up. But but we're all following Jesus. He's the one that we're following. He's the prize. He's the goal. So one thing is actually, it all comes under the banner of intimacy with God. 
doesn't it? But, but practically, sit and listen. Second one, gaze and inquire. The third one, surrender and follow Jesus. I want to encourage you, like take some time this week to sit with the Lord and actually just chew on, chew on these things and ask him some questions. See if there's something that you need to surrender. See if there's something that you need to like stop, stop focusing on that and actually gaze upon him. Gaze upon his beauty. Gaze upon his glory. As you do that, I promise he is the answer. He has an answer for every single problem and situation that you face. He has what you need. I have homework, Trish. Apart from that, apart from actually doing that stuff, um, I want to encourage you guys to read Philippians 3 this week because Paul had one thing as well. And so I feel like that will be encouraging for you as you go and do that. Praise the Lord. Should we pray? Yeah. Oh, Father, we thank you so much that you're a good, good Father. And we just lean into you, Lord. We lean into your love. We lean into your fathering. And we pray this week you would help all of us to be people who sit and listen to you, who gaze upon your glory and the beauty of your face and inquire of you, Lord. And that we would be people who surrender all of the stuff all of it actually doesn't matter in light of eternity, Father. Help us to lay it down and to follow you. God, we want to follow you. We want to follow you, Jesus. We want to be a group of believers who follow Jesus, no matter what. So, Father, I just bless these guys as they continue to follow you. I bless these ones as they minister to the people in their lives. Have your way in our lives, Holy Spirit. Have your way. We need you, God. We need you, God. Continue to grow us up. Continue to form us into your image, Jesus. That the world might know that you are real. Hmm. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name, all the saints said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.